And now, Screwed Up Sound Effects Theater. And now, here is Screwed Up Sound Effects Theater. The name's Spokowski. Detective Mel Spokowski. I was sitting in my office one night when I received an important visitor. Someone's at the door. Come in. Hiya, Spokowski. What, were you born in a barn? Shut the door behind you. All right. There, you satisfied? What can I do for you? Mind if I smoke? All right. What did you want to see me about? Mind if I pull up a chair? Be my guest. Now come to the point. What did you want to see me about? I understand my wife has hired you to snoop on me. What proof do you have of that? This piece of paper here. <coughs> that piece of paper doesn't prove anything. Well then what about this photo? Where'd you get that? Never mind. But it's all the proof I need to put you on permanent vacation. Oh no! A gun! Don't shoot! Eat lead, Sporkowski! <laughs> Join us again next time on Screwed Up Sound Effects Theater. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Me! You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? I love this woman. Oh, she's just, I know, it's so sad that she's gone. She is? Oh. Yeah. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. No, I, uh, of course, uh, I mean, she had a pretty good run, 97 years old. Uh, and maybe she was, you know, privately, I don't, I don't know her. I don't know who she Yeah, you're right. She could be a real bitch. No. <laughs> but she's, her, her on-screen persona just seems so nice and Yeah, because, I, I mean, people and... will often say to me, uh, boy, that Lisa Foster, she's, she, she turns, seems like a nice person. Oh, she's they a, never She's say, a sweet person. They and then, never say they, that And then I say, you. you know, I got to tell you the truth about her. She's a real bitch. <laughs> I have, Nobody ever says that. People say that to me about you all the time. I just met somebody last night. Yeah. No, I just met somebody last night uh, at a work function, and I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> they said, oh, my gosh. You're Lisa Foster. You know you worked with Pat Cashman. They never just say you're Lisa Foster and leave it at that. They go, you're Lisa Foster. You worked with Pat Cashman. I go, yeah, yeah. What about him? Oh God. Are you kind of snippy? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so such a nice guy. Yeah. Well, thank you for covering for me on that. Uh, You've (laughs) you've seen the dark, seamy Mr. Hyde underbelly of me. So guess what? So she didn't know we had a podcast. So we're now going to she goes. I'm going to go down your download your episodes at peculiarpodcast.com, and so we're going to that's going to bump us up to about 14 listeners. I know. Gonna take a sentimental journey. Go.
we we have got to do a better job of promoting that. We don't do anything. I mean, I we've been doing this thing it's for five fault. years. I know. Uh, it's my we, fault. We, we, I love people, but it's all word, word of mouth. Thank God for folks who say, hey, you might want to check this out. Of course, we, they could, we could alienate a lot of people. Say, are you kidding me? You listen to that thing? Well, uh, now that they know we're both bitches, they're not going to listen to it. Right. Hey, let's get back. <laughs> let me get back to this music for a moment. Uh, this, of course, is Doris Day, uh, another person who had a real... That wasn't her real name, of course, but it worked. Uh, oh, it wasn't. I didn't know that. Nah, I forget what it was. I, I read it. I'll look it up. Yeah, I'll er, look it up. Just about every one of the old-time Hollywood people had fake names. Uh, and then nowadays, nobody does. It's catchy. I mean, who would say, yes, Brad Pitt. That's a perfect name for you. Let's go with that. So people don't change their names anymore. Hey, but that was really a big deal in radio. Just about yeah. everybody I know in radio of a certain vintage uh, would have a different name. I knew a guy named Sonny Blue Skies. Your real name? No, it's actually not my real name. You're kidding. Oh, wouldn't have guessed. (laughs) Um, it, her uh, real name was Doris Doris Marianne Kappelhoff. Kappelhoff, yeah. With a K. Yeah, well, she would have been a great talent no matter her name. A rose by any other name, you know, as they say. True, But true, she was true. Ter- she was terrific and just, um, and, and, and I think most people, if they're, if they even know who she was, and I know a lot of people that think, who died? Who? I don't know, I've never heard of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what. That's a problem of living to be ninety-seven. You you outlive your your fame in a way, and your the ability for you to be relevant. But she was very much a, an animal activist after she got out of the big out of the spotlight, as you mentioned. After she wound up her 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 movie career, she was uh, just a huge animal welfare activist, and um, it says she actually started her career as a big band singer back in the 30s. Yeah. So well, a lot of people cool. don't know that she was a singer because yeah, they might, yeah, if yeah. they know her, they only know her from these movies. From she the was movies. In. Yeah. yeah great Hudson. movies. But she was an outstanding singer, actually. Not, yeah. yeah. Not just, oh, and she was also a singer. I, mm-hmm. I think she was a singer who somehow uh, was able to, to, to act well enough to come across in movies. She had a star quality that, um, that really came across. And I remember the TV show she had. I don't know when it was in the seventies, maybe, maybe it was in the sixties, something like the that. The Doris, the Doris Day show ran from nineteen sixty-eight to nineteen seventy-three. Mm. That's pretty good run too for a TV yeah, show. Yeah, that's not bad. Anyway, so mm. that that was sad that uh, that she departed, but it's inevitable, I guess. Sure. Uh, and and of course, probably in my top five, maybe even. Maybe at the top of the top five, uh, Tim Conway passed away, mm. who just was a gut buster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't know anybody who didn't think he was hilarious. He was just brilliant, and yeah. it was so much fun to watch him uh, break up Harvey Corman on the Carol Burnett show. I mean, that to him Indeed. was more important than anybody <laughs> else laughing at him. He didn't care. Right. I don't think he cared if the rest of the audience was amused, as long as Corman lost it. I'm bidding against two land developers for this contract, and I'm going to get it. But they don't think so. They're going to be surprised. They think I'm going to fall apart. But you know what I'm going to do? 
there is uh, m- much time to be spent and wasted if, if you sit on the internet and just YouTube video clips of that very thing. There's there's so much footage of him, uh, of them breaking up on the Carol Burnett show. It's, 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 it's a great way to pass time if you've got nothing else to do. I, I just thought that was a great show. There's never been anything yeah, like absolutely. it since. And it prob- <laughs> nothing probably would... I mean, they've tried other comedic variety shows. They just never lasted very long. Right. Uh, and maybe it's a thing of another era, another time that wouldn't work now. But but it, it is worth noting that even if you go back, and I don't care how old you are, you go back and you watch some of these old bits from the Carol Burnett show. Uh, even young people think, man, that was funny. That was funny. They do. They have great legs. Great legs. <laughs> they, they don't go away. And then uh, oh, it, it, there was one Tim Conway bit, by the way, that I've been trying to find on YouTube because I was telling somebody about it, and now and now I can't prove what I said. But uh, but I remember one one bit where he's like a detective and he enters his office, and his office is festooned, I mean, carpet to carpet, wall to wall, with beer cans, empty beer cans. <laughs> and so he has to negotiate. He walks his way across the room to his desk slipping and sliding on these beer cans it it really seems to defy gravity the way he still maintains his feet even though he's practically horizontal sometimes but he <laughs> makes his way all across the room and i just love stuff like that and he, he yeah. was so good at it but he was also a witty man as well as being a physical comic as well neat guy got a great uh, uh, uh biography out if you ever get a chance to read it and then We'll get done with the with talking about the dead people. Peggy yeah. Lipton, uh, yes. another name that would probably scratch some heads. <clears throat> but uh, it, at my age, I mean, she was uh, oh, hubba yeah. hubba, you know. That, no kidding. Yeah, she caught. She was it, every boy's fantasy when I was growing up. Kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, the Mod Squad. That's where I first. But she did a lot of other stuff. She later on she was she was in Twin Peaks, which I never watched because I didn't get it. It was yeah, just, I, just, I never got Twin Peaks at all. Twin Peaks but, seemed uh, like way too much work to me. It did. Yeah, yeah. I need to have my shows spoon fed to me. I don't want to have to think about them. And I'm kind of like you. Yeah, yeah that show Lost. Lost me. I didn't get it either. Yeah, didn't I just, get that well, I, either. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty stupid. I, you have to explain things pretty straightforward to me. Mod Squad, much easier to follow. Hi. Any luck? Well, I got me a job at the Panther Pit starting tonight. That's the last place that Wheeler was seen. Ruby. Uh, how about that girl, the one you recognize? I'll get to it. When? Look... You get paid extra to ride my back. No, I just get paid what you get paid. Peggy Lipton was part of a cast with Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. And then there was Clarence Williams III, I believe it was. Yep. Um, and I don't know whatever happened to uh, Michael she... Cole, but, but Clarence Williams has popped up from time to time in really yeah. lousy movies. But, but you do see him from time to time. She's um, the mother of uh, Rashida Jones, who is a big chi- a big star in her own right. If you know hmm. the actress Rashida Jones, she's daughter on, of Quincy uh, Jones. Whom uh, were... yeah, she was married to Quincy Jones. Yeah. yeah, she 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 was on Parks and Parks and Recreation, that comedy show. Rashida hmm. Jones, you you'll you'll know her if you see her. Oh, I'm sure. But, I, but that's I, her mom. Okay. Well, what I loved. What, first of all, I loved the Mod Squad. It was the stupidest. Yeah, show. I the, know. The premise of it was that these. 
uh, Peggy Lipton and the other two guys are kind of, uh, they used to call them juvenile delinquents, and they were kind of troublemakers. I they, still call them that. I just like that term. I know it's an archaic term, but I still like it. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> let's let's both agree we'll call young yeah. punks juvenile delinquents. Yeah, from now on. juvenile delinquents. Yeah. Get away from get and away word, from my car, you juvenile delinquents. And the word juvenile isn't the bad part; it's the delinquent part. So yeah. juvenile really refers to anything that's not adult. So when you talk about uh, juvenile uh, games or or products that is not, but but that's what it got shortened to be was that oh he's a juvenile. Yeah, well, doesn't it doesn't it mean delinquent means that you're late with something, right? Doesn't that right. isn't that what it means late? Uh, so what does juvenile delinquent I don't know. really mean? That's a, I, that's a good question. Never I never it, really tore it apart. <laughs> but let's just keep using it, even though we don't okay. really know what it means. I like it. I do. I do. But like the it. show was really hokey, and so. There, yeah, but it was it, really. But remember, it was groovy and hippie, and oh, it was yeah. supposed to be. And they used yeah. words like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember That's Clarence. The mod squad. Yeah. Clarence Williams the third. He. I think they had this in the open of every show. Uh, let me play the open to see if it's. In there. Here's the beginning of the show. They show the stars. Here's Michael Cole, freeze frame, then unfreeze, then here's Clarence Williams the third. I don't know about Clarence Williams the first or second. Freeze frame. Resumes. And then here's Peggy Lipton. She's running as well. Freeze frame. And then unfreeze. And then here's all three of them running. So I guess Clarence Williams doesn't say anything. Yeah, that my favorite that was my favorite phrase. I don't think on Soul Brothers. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. So, well, you need to bring that back, too. Will you yeah. start using that? I, I, <laughs> I agree, yeah. I don't think on Soul Brothers. It'd be funny for a white guy to say it. Hey, yeah. Larry. Yeah, what? <laughs> don't try to get me to say anything about him, because I don't think on Soul Brothers. They'll probably huh? get you what? beaten up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're probably right. The other uh, thing I loved about Clarence Williams III um, was that when he they would be chasing down bad guys. And he would never just tackle a bad guy straight out. He would always look like he'd always find a chair or a, a table <laughs> or a barrel or something to jump on and then jump off of. So he'd always tackle a bad guy well, from the, the air. That's the best way to take him down. You don't want to take him down at, at street level. you got to come out of the sky at people. But, I mean, he, that was the way he did it every time. It was like if he's chasing, <laughs> well, a, if he's chasing a bad guy and he said, ah, I guess I'm going to have to let him go. I don't see anything to jump <laughs> off of here. Well, yeah, I don't know. It seemed to work. So. It was great. It was great. Yeah. So uh, a sad passing to all three of those. You know, the old cliche about them going in threes. Yeah, no um, kidding. They went within days of each other recently. Yeah, so yeah. So I guess we got that out of the way. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad a fourth person didn't die to screw up that old adage, too. Yeah, yeah. I know. Exactly. Hey, there's a secondhand store nearby. Uh, nearby our place here that we go to it's open on friday and saturdays and it's called the second turn uh but it's uh spelled t-e-r-n like a bird like it's it's supposed oh, to be a little cute. punny name yeah okay uh and uh so we go in there and you, you get to be familiar with these and, and we we drop a lot of stuff off there but we also buy stuff Stuff we don't need, but you think, oh, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. 
I think I told you this story already on this podcast, but I'll tell you it again quickly. I went in there one time and I saw that they had a Philco, a 1953 Philco radio. It's an old radio. It's, it was the kind that would sit on a desk. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. And it was a working radio. And it was beautiful. It was old. I don't think you told new. me this. Well, anyway, I reached over. I said, I'm going to, I think to my wife, Patty, I said, you know what? I think I might buy this. And she said, well, I don't know. It's kind of expensive. And I said, well, it's 50 bucks. That's not bad. Look how beautiful it is. And it works. And it's sitting on a shelf. And I grab it and I take it off the shelf and I'm, I mean, I'm starting and I look at it. Yeah, it's great. It works. I turn it on. Yeah, it's great. I put it back on the shelf and somehow or other, the whole shelf comes crashing to the floor. As does the radio. Smashing the radio into smithereens. Oh my God. I know. What the? You bought, you break it, you bought it. They, is, they did not it? make me buy it. They were so gracious. Ah, it's an accident. It can happen. I'm just sick. First oh of all, I God. wanted the radio. Uh, but second of all, this, this thing survived God knows what since 1953. And then some buffoon comes stumbling into this second-hand place. Whoop! And it was me. That's kind of how I always see you. But now, now it, it it truly was their shelf was faulty. But yeah, what am I? What can I do? You know? Yeah. So I had uh, a. I, I didn't go a, back to that secondhand store for about <laughs> two months, and when I did go back, I came in in a semi disguise. Yeah. I had a hat on and a pair of sunglasses, and I had my coat collar pulled up. Well, and then they said, "That's the guy. That's the guy who broke the radio." Let's get him! Jump off that second-hand occasional table and tackle him! I had a similar thing happen. Uh, I think I've told you this. It was uh, around the holidays. This was with my mom, right before my mother passed away. And she she had had some heart failure problems. So she was in uh, one of those little scooter things that you can drive around the yeah. grocery store. Called so a had, rascal sometimes. Yeah, those little things. So she was driving around feeling pretty good. And we were, um, I hadn't seen her. Well, I was a grown woman. I hadn't seen her in a bit. So it was just lovely to spend time with her. I was trying to make her laugh because she had just gotten out of the hospital. And it was Thanksgiving and they had a display full of those turkey basters, the little things with the bulbs on the end of those things but they had them stacked up in a way that um it was just it was just begging to fall down and of course it was me who made them fall down because i had grabbed something to start juggling and one i lost like it was an orange or something i was juggling to make her laugh and i lost it and it hit this mountain of basters and they just went All across the floor. My mother took one look at it, and she didn't say a word, and she turned around and just scooted off on her little scooter. She just left me there to, to, deal, to deal with this. Just yeah. But I know that instinct. It's I can, horrible. I know, but I've done even worse. You can't run. You can't hide. I know. I've done worse. My wife and I were, were not yet married, but we were going together, and we went, and I took her to this kind of nice resort. And uh, and I remember I uh, she was standing at I was at the foot I was at the bottom of a set of stairs beautiful wooden stairs 
and pretty high up, you know, maybe a story and a half up. See, at least it seemed that way. Mm-hmm. I was at the foot of the stairs, and my wife is descending the staircase, somehow trips and misses a step and comes all the way to the bottom of the steps. Uh, what do you think I did? Laughed. Turned laugh? and pretended like I hadn't seen it. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> I did, just like your mom. I kind of went the other way. That's that's decades ago that that happened, and, and uh, Patty has not forgiven me yet. I, yeah. And I don't know what that instinct was, rather than say, "Oh, let me help you." Uh, it was so embarrassing, and I thought, I, I guess in my mind, I thought, I don't want anybody to know that uh, this female ox, oxen, has mm-hmm. just fallen down. Uh, the stairs, and that she's with me. So I'll pretend like I never saw it, like I don't know who she is, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. It was real, real classy. I, I'm, that one I'll have to take to my grave, and I'll have to answer to somebody sometime for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's never forgiven me, and nor should she. <laughs> anyway, the reason I brought up this secondhand store is that you get to see these people week to week. They're all volunteers, and God love them for doing it, and... And all of everything that is sold in the secondhand store goes to a charity. It's all going to a charity. Guy told me last year we were able to give four hundred thousand dollars to a charity. I thought, man, that's pretty good. That that's not bad for a little secondhand store. So there's this guy named Bill there. Bill's probably I don't know seventy five. Could be older. Could be younger. I don't know. He looks about seventy five. <clears throat> And uh, we, we, you know, you, we go in there all the time. He's, he's, he's always talking. He's one of those guys that's always talking. He's never just sitting being contemplative <laughs> or, or letting somebody else, you know, talk. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, if a guy comes in, he's got a dog with him. You know, I used to have a dog like that. What oh. kind of dog is it? That's a Newfoundland. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's what I had. Uh, and by, by golly, that was a great dog. And, you know, does this dog, and he's just like, blah, 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 all the time. So he's one of those guys, you like him, but you will steer away from him. Yeah. Because you don't. You don't want to get trapped. Yeah, he'll trap you. He'll trap you for long minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just want to breeze through the secondhand place and look at stuff, and you're going to pick up a drill or something, and then you're gone. Yeah. But if, I you, a, but if he I sees a, you, I had a you're store. Stuck. I had a store uh, that it was a specialty dog food store down the street here in Lake Forest Park that I used to go get my dog food from, and I just hated it if there was this one lady in there because she just you'd walk in and there was never anybody in there, so it was like. If you'd walk through the door, no wonder she wanted she was yappy. She was lonely. Nobody was ever in the store. <laughs> so every time I'd walk in, and you can't walk in and not see her because she's right at the front counter, and it just... You talk too much, you worry me to death. You talk too much, you even worry my pet. You just talk, talk too much. Felt terrible. I just wanted to ease my way to the back, get my bag of dog food, and head on out. But yeah, she just. Were wanted you hungry? To, she wanted. Yeah, she wanted to just chat. So you wanted 
yeah. you wanted to eat of course, and you didn't I want to talk. Get in and get out. Talk too much. What is your what is your favorite dog food by the way? Do you are you uh do you like I, canned food I or do you like, go with dry? Uh, and then what do your dogs like? Uh, we eat the same thing. Oh, you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Have you that ever saves money. have you ever honestly ever tried eating dog food? Have you ever Oh yeah, I think everybody has, hasn't they? I haven't. haven't. They? I've never eaten a dog biscuit. Yeah. Well, I always wanted to know what your dog uh, was tasting. Well, you would hear stories about people that were so impoverished or oh, yeah. destitute they that they had to eat food. dog food. And it's I thought, jeez, I said, well, I, I got to try it. I see how, how horrible would this be? Yeah. It's tolerable. Yeah. It's it's comparable to eating corned beef hash, maybe oh, out of a can. Oh, yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, but I, I, I do eat, I've eaten it. And sometimes I've eaten it accidentally because I always keep dog treats in my pocket. <laughs> And then I keep, you know, breath mints in the other pocket. <laughs> yeah. And absentmindedly, I'll pop a, a dog that's, treat into my yeah, mouth. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't do anything for your breath either. Yeah. But anyway, so I see this guy, Bill. Oh, my God. God this, story, this story isn't, isn't over yet. This better be good. I know. Because we I have, know. I have a ton of stuff I want to talk to you about. All right. So okay. I'll make this quick. Okay. I'll make this quick. But Bill, I don't even know his last name. We think, and we, the only reason I know his name is Bill because he has a name tag that says Bill. Bill Yaki. Or maybe, yeah. Bill, <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill Volable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill. Bill, Bill Yammer. Bill, Bill me later. Yeah. <laughs> Big fat Bill is sweet William now. Married life has changed him somehow. So uh, he he's uh, chattering away to He'll somebody, chatter. and uh, and then I see my wife, and and my wife gets trapped by him. Oh no! And uh, and so he's just talking to her, and then I see Pat and Patty hug him. Oh! And then and then he's he's slumped, and I, so. Oh, you told this story already. I know what's going to happen. Yeah, his wife died. Oh my God! I I I'm yeah. getting bad, aren't I? I've tell yeah. these same stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah but but I, I guess my point was. Um, here he is. It's just yeah. she just died like the the day before. Yeah. And now he's back. At, he's <laughs> yeah. working at this place. And yeah. And I think I said to you before that that's probably why that's the best thing because being alone with your grief is infinitely more horrible than being out in your normal everyday environment with your. Yeah, grief. I guess that's right. Um, but I I just uh, I, I compare it to myself if the, if I would was in his position. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be telling anybody. I wouldn't want to talk about it to anybody. Yeah. That's just how I am. Yeah. I maybe a, some time goes by I would, but not the day after she passes away and you're back there trying to sell stuff to people. It just seemed kinda odd to me, but everybody's different and I can't I'm not saying, condemning it. Are for you that. saying what I think you're saying? Uh, do you what think do you... do you think maybe he had something to do with it? <laughs> And maybe yes, yes I do. <laughs> well, I here's mean, the I, other there, thing. There were I, little, I, there I were little signs, and I, I don't want to read too much into it. <laughs> but he, uh, he had blood all, all over his pants. I mean, his pants were soaked in blood, and yeah. I, and I just, well, I, I don't want to assume anything. Maybe he was painting a red barn or something. You never, I, I don't yeah, know. You never know. Yeah. They always suspect the husband. Just so you know, you know this, right? 
Anytime, yeah. anytime a, a, a wife... Well, it often turns out to be true, so yeah, why wouldn't they? Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, men are the biggest threat to women and always have been. But yeah. uh, but here's the other thing, too, and I'll say I'll say this when my mom passed away. I was... I was grief stricken, and it's taken me. It took me a long time to admit because I felt terrible about it. I was also very relieved, and the reason I was relieved was because she had been sick for so long. So there's a, there's a, um, it's an odd feeling to feel relief because you know that you know maybe she had a long illness or something, and he he felt relief and and some burden was lifted off him as well. So I don't know. I, I can't explain. Well, there is a there is a point at which you realize that you want them to live longer for yourself exactly you, you, yes you want them around because yeah, they make you feel it's good very selfish and, yeah and maybe you don't yeah. think about man it's it's not yeah. such a and maybe she was just a, thing. maybe she was just a real bitch and he was finally like well i, I will yeah. tell you this he didn't seem particularly mournful that's what i'm saying maybe I mean, she was didn't. a horrible person yeah and then the next time we saw him the next week he was even more ebullient. I mean, he was he all he wanted to talk about was uh, the taxation his new girlfriend. system. Yeah, well, he didn't talk about his new girlfriend yet, <laughs> but he was he'd already moved on. I mean, he was going to buy a place in Arizona, and then he was going to com- come back and forth from here. Plans that he never made or never talked about when his wife was right. alive. I mean, talk about moving on. Yeah, well, maybe she had a little, uh, you know, a little nest egg too, and he he. Uh, he got some. He got something out of it. So yeah, well, that could be. Yeah, I don't know. There was a. There's a friend of mine. I've known him forever, a long time. Well, not forever, but yeah, I've known him for 35 years or so. And I hadn't, but I hadn't talked to him in a long time. And uh, and then probably I want to say four, four maybe five months ago, but maybe not that long ago, we learned that his his wife had died very tragically. She had a heart attack in the shower. While he was away, so he came home and made that wonderful discovery. Mm. But uh, they were mar- they'd been married for a long, 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 long time, and uh, I think he said they'd been married forty six years, something wow. like that. It's a long time. Yeah. And uh, and so it had been all these months later. I don't think uh, I've done I, anything for forty six years. I, I don't. I've not done one thing for forty six straight years, much less just, be married. That's yeah, impressive. I just met a friend. Well, you're you you're on, you can't you're probably only forty six years old. So oh, but bless I, your I, little heart. I had a friend who said that he uh, he did been divorced. I didn't know he was divorced, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, we're just uh, we're still friends uh, and everything." But uh, yeah, we were married twenty seven years, mm. and uh, now it's over. I think, mm. man, that that's uh, I can see getting divorced. You know, either right out of the gate, Mm-mm. like one of those where you like you two months and you go, "Oh, this isn't working out." I got to get away from this, or you know, or maybe even after a few years. But at at some point, like when you hit twenty seven years, what? I mean, if you're unhappy, you're unhappy. I get that. But yeah. It just seems like you've run the race this far. What? Isn't it just going to be inconvenient to get divorced? Familiarity now? breeds contempt. So the more thank you, Shakespeare. The more I don't see, I don't see your logic. I see it the other way. I see it like so. so you so you are enough is enough kind of person. Like oh, for God's sake, this twenty-seven years. Should we do something else? Yes, yeah. we should. I think I better run.
I don't know. I was only married. I wasn't even married. I was married. Let's say I got married when I was 23 and divorced when I was 29. I didn't even last. But I was was with him for 10 years total, but we were married six or seven of those years. I know we probably touched on this before, Mm -hmm. but and and I'll get back to my point. But and I will. I really will. Will you? No, probably not. Uh, the uh, if somebody we had some friends who got divorced nine months later nine months yeah and, and I think you and I have talked about this are they not obligated to give you back your wedding gift yes that you God gave? damn it don't yes. you think God damn it yes that makes me so mad <laughs> God damn it yes God damn right it's a beautiful day oh God damn right it's a beautiful day. That makes me well, so what, mad because you know well, what? what? If that what is the statute if that of rule has changed, then I'm just going to go out and marry somebody so we can get a bunch of crap. Because yeah. and then we'll just get divorced and split the goods. That's not a bad idea, actually. Let me write that down. I don't know. I I don't really know. I don't think. <clears throat> I think even well, a year sucks if you've put on a yeah, big big wedding so, and, and you've bought gifts and all of that and. Uh, and, and and there's some pain involved with getting a really nice gift. You don't want to get them, you know, a teacup. You want to get something nice. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember specifically what we bought these people. It was a brand new, beautiful uh, barbecue. Uh, it was wow. propane barbecue. It was pretty nice. That's, pretty swell. That's really nice. And those aren't cheap. Those are a couple hundred bucks. You're damn right. Yeah. Even back then they were. Yeah. Yeah. So and okay. So, I just want to know if you agreed with oh, that. Oh God, yes. Once, once the deal is done, did I ever tell that you about the time? That infuriates me. That and that has happened. You and I know, know mutually know somebody that went and got married. We both went to that wedding, and and that wedding ended. That was a huge sham, and I should have smelt it. The day of the wedding was a huge sham. I don't even think that wedding lasted six months. Did I ever tell you the time I went to a wedding? Um, I brought my wife with me, and it was going to be at this really nice facility on Capitol Hill. And and so we go there, and we park, and there's a big crowd of people. And, I'm, and I brought a gift, of course, and I laid the gift down on the gift table. And then I said, I got to go find her name was Barb. I got to go find Barb and congratulate her. Patty says, okay. So I'm pushing my way through the crowd, and I look. And there I can see with her back to me in a glorious wedding dress, mm-hmm. I go walking up and tap her on the shoulder. She wheels around. It is not Barb. Oh. We had gone to the wrong wedding. <laughs> you never told me that. Yeah. That's I, and I wondered, why don't I recognize anybody here? <laughs> That's There's awesome. A lot of friends I don't. So I, so I slunk out and I grabbed our gift back off the gift table. And we're going out the door and some guy is yelling at me, Hey, wait a minute. Where are you going with that, <laughs> sir? Sir? And so we break into a run to for our car instead of me turning around and going, uh, see, we went to the wrong wedding and this is a Yeah, look at this the car. This is for yeah. Larry and see, Susie. See, you can see this is for yeah. Barb, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but instead, we just thought, ah, hell with him. <laughs> I'm going to just make a break for the car and peel out of here, <laughs> which is what we did. That's great. Okay, so... Uh, the guy that was his wife died yes. four months ago. Yes, um, we take him out to dinner yes. recently, and during the course of dinner, he says, and he's got two sons, older adult sons, and he said, "Let me ask you this," and he's 
particularly directing his attention towards my wife. Do you think, um, well, let me put it this way. Uh, I've, I've met someone. Oh, oh. And, uh, I mean, I've just met her and, and we've only seen each other a few times, but she's, she's great and everything. And, uh, but it's only been, you know, a handful of months and, and I, and I just, I'm, I'm really not sure how my boys are going to take this. Um, and, and I don't know what to say to him. And I don't know if I'm doing the right thing here. Uh. And Patty was really great. She just said, you know what? Uh, this guy's in his early 70s. Oh. You know what? You don't, you, don't, you don't know how long you're going to live. Right. You, you can't put your house. You just can't look at your watch and say, oh, wait a minute. I got to wait for, right. let's see, one year. What's the proper mourning period before? Yeah, yeah. I should mourn them I want for it, one year. I want it to look proper. And yeah, yeah. I get it. She said, you got to move on with your life and that you should not be shy about feeling that way. And mm-hmm. your son should understand too. And I'm sure they will. And you know, all the things about, yeah, I'm sure your wife would say, I want you to move mm-hmm. on. I don't want you to sit there and moping around. Mm-hmm. Maybe she didn't really feel that way. Maybe she said, that dirty bastard. <laughs> I've been, I'm not even, I'm not even cool yet. And he's already <laughs> looking for somebody else. But, uh, but it was, it was sort of cute that he just was looking for permission yeah. of some kind or, or verification that he wasn't being insensitive or doing something wrong and then very worried about what his his sons were going to think yeah yeah that's, uh, that's what, what do you think about that do you think there should be a a, a period of time i mean obviously you shouldn't a I, week later you shouldn't be well on the hunt, I, I was gonna say you shouldn't like bring your date to the funeral maybe that'd be a little that's soon. a good let me write that one down but too. i think anything after that's fair game <laughs> i do too <laughs> I, want, I wondered what you thought yeah, I don't know. Okay, I've I've I have milit I I I've dominated. I Good should say. Good grief! This no long kidding. Enough. I it's just been uh, I just had to spill forth with some yes, stuff. Yes, I know. All right, been so scratching my I got skull. A, I got now a, it's your turn. I got a couple things I wanted to ask you about. Um, you know the um, go ahead and ax me. Ask you about uh, you know baby Archie. A uh, little royal baby Archie was born a while back, a couple months ago. Yeah, Megan, yeah. Megan. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. What am I hearing here? You know my position well, on royalty. Wait, I don't care about it. I could t- well, gee, I could tell from your tone. But my my do- my point is this: so Prince Harry, Meghan Markle have their baby Archie, and I don't really hang it. I don't hang out on Facebook much or Instagram or any of those type of photo-y type of social media uh, sites. But you know, oftentimes the, your your feed can just be inundated with baby pictures not just not just the baby archie pictures but your friends babies and your friends grandbabies and all their babies 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 so there's a new i wanted to tell you if this is bothering you at all that there's a new uh, chrome extension called baby blocker sounds like an iud and you can actually install it it's an app and you can change any baby picture to a picture of whatever you want to look at so <laughs> and it'll automatically change it so let's say you're oh, like nice. you're like, like i'm sick of baby pictures and you go i just want to look at cheeseburgers so every time a baby picture pops up it automatically the software changes it to a cheeseburger or maybe you want to look at the face of uh i don't know um uh, whoever your uh whatever your crush is maybe you maybe you love cameron diaz 
then every baby picture will have her face on it. Or it could be anything you want. So I, I just wanted to let you know that that was a fun app that I found. If you're tired of seeing baby pictures in your feed, that's what you can So use. rather than look at, uh, let's say, a, a picture of, uh, I don't know, someone, let's say, who's yeah, you're... who's living in the White House, for example, or yes. something. It, <laughs> well, it could be a gorilla instead or a, a cream pie or something well, like this that. Well, you... this is specifically babies, and this was an app developed, oh. de- believe it or not, developed. Well, maybe that's what I'm de- talking developed about. Developed by a condom. But yeah, so, but I think there are apps that you can uh, change uh, Trump's face to if you're tired of seeing his. I think that came out a long time ago, actually. So yeah, those are apps that are out there. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about the uh, the measles. Uh, we're we're going down here in Washington State. Uh, with there the measles. What is that? Are you scratching? Yeah. <laughs> we're going down, dude. It's like everybody in Washington State has the measles now. How are you guys? Yeah, my brother. How are you guys my, doing my in brother, Oregon? Uh, my brother is. Uh, Runs the school lunch program in the in the school district down here yeah. where we live in Oregon. And, uh, he's starting to see uh, uh, some buzz about measles here and there now cropping up. Here's what concerned me because I thought, well, I what do I care? I have I've I was you were vaccinated, right? You get the measles, the rubella, the mumps. You get all yeah. that those childhood vaccinations. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm that up to date. That's but what yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying you. It, they say now that you might want to go get yourself a little booster shot. Because yeah. well, I, if you we were went, inoculated some... before 70, 1970-something, you better... I'm thinking, really? So now I got to go into Rite Aid and go get myself a measles shot? Yeah, well, I went into our Rite Aid the other day. There's a lovely man behind the counter. He's a really good pharmacist. Yeah. And he's got, he's got a bit of an accent like this. And I said, uh, I said, where are you Where are you, are you from? He said, I'm from South Africa. I said, they have, how do you yeah, British get accents. from South Africa to this pharmaceutical... Yeah. Uh, store here and you can eh, you know my wife has chased a woman around you know how it goes and blah blah <laughs> but he told me i so i was getting a flu shot or shingles or something and he said you know you i'm looking at your record here you you're overdue for a tetanus shot oh man tetanus said, shots hurt too really? they hurt yeah. bad because they give them to you in your eyes Don't as we have discussed that. before <laughs> yeah but um they do not yeah so uh but I, I, I thought well yeah. really what are the what's the likelihood that I'm going to be getting getting tetanus, and, and I don't even really know that much about tetanus except my dad told me stories when he was growing up. He said, "Yeah, one of my friends got tetanus. Yeah, except we didn't call it tetanus; we called it lockjaw." Lockjaw. Yeah. And he claimed that's, that his yeah. friend was talking to him, and all of a sudden he couldn't shut his mouth. <laughs> it was locked into place. And I know he was embellishing the truth, which my dad did that all the time. That was the best part. But it, I remember it scared the hell yeah, out of me. That's... And I think it was a trick by him to get me to go get, get my tetanus shot at school because I was resisting. That was the great thing about being a kid is you could just be and, – and most illnesses were um, – uh, made to sound even worse because of that's how kids are. They just make them. Yeah. They make them sound worse. I had a my mother for, and I don't know why, but my mother was big on encyclopedias. So we had a a variety of encyclopedias, but she had a specific set of encyclopedias that were medical encyclopedias. Oh. And 
And it would horrify me to sit. I'd just pull volume S out and I'd look at things like shingles and syphilis and scurvy. scurvy you know? Scarlet fever. Yeah. And they would have pictures and drawings and you'd be like, oh my God, I don't want to get that. I don't want to get that. So yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. And whatever happened to uh, encyclopedias? Remember this commercial with Stan Freeberg and his kid? Remember me? I'm the kid that had a report to on space. Then I got the new Encyclopedia Britannica. He had a report due on space, and then he got the new Encyclopedia... I think I made that abundantly clear. Uh, yes. Anyhow, here it is. I mean, hey, everybody knows this is the greatest encyclopedia in the world. Help me get a B plus. Why not an A? Too long. I found so much great information, I put it all in. Overkill. Hmm. The next report I did was for my science class on the human body. Scored an A. Uh, good. Look at this. I always wondered where my mandibula was. Mm-hmm. For details on how you can own the new Encyclopedia Britannica... Let's have that 800 number. Excellent. Just call this number and we'll send you this free booklet. Tell them about the gift. And just for previewing Britannica in your home, we'll give you this three-volume desk reference set. This is like having your own research library at home. Mm, yes. So if you would be interested in owning the new Encyclopedia Britannica... Don't press. They see the phone number. If they want to, they'll call. I guess you're right. Trust me. The kid was so annoying that we had to do a commercial parody of that commercial years later on Almost Live. Oh, pardon me there. Excuse me. Oh, uh, kid... What are you doing? I'm just finishing my report on Watergate. Want to hear it? Sure, why not? So in conclusion, Watergate was a conspiracy masterminded by Nixon, the FBI, the CIA, the Pentagon, and several members of the Osmond family. Well, that's quite a theory. What are your sources? I got it all right here. From Oliver Stone's World Book Encyclopedia. It's a multi-volume documentary of Mr. Stone's version of the world we live in. That must make for some lively history reports. Oh, it's not just history. I did a science report about how the universe began. You mean the Big Bang? Well, Oliver thinks it was actually a series of explosions caused by aliens from a parallel universe. Right. Oliver says our government knows about it, but it's covering it up. Well, that makes sense to me. And I did a report on rainbows. Oh, of course. Oliver thinks they're an elaborate scientific hoax devised by politicians to distract us from government corruption. Well, that's getting a little far out there now, Hey, isn't it? shouldn't you be putting that 1-800 number up now? I'm getting to it. Well, Oliver Stone thinks you're a little slow in getting to it. Oliver thinks you're part of a conspiracy to keep the people from seeing the 1-800 number. Here's your 800 number. Can you see it? Where? Here. Where? Right here. What? There. <laughs> Wanting to do that for a long time. Anyway, call the number on your screen to order Oliver Stone's World Book Encyclopedia. Yeah, we had the World Book Encyclopedia, and uh, I decided one day I'm going to read the entire, uh, however many volumes of the World Book Encyclopedia. Yeah, good for you. Cover to cover, did, and then I'll know everything. Did you? And then I'll get to go on Jeopardy someday. <laughs> I got to. Uh, early part of B. <laughs> that was as You're like, as I'm got. done. Can't take it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the measles were a little bit worried about that. Um, still crazy how some people, the vaccine deniers, just don't uh, trust the government or doctors or science to really guide them in those decisions. Um, and part of me was like, well, I don't have to worry about it. It's the people who don't get vaccinated that have to worry about it. But now I guess we do have to worry about it. So yeah, you should worry go about get it because there are people. Yeah. Go, carrying it around. Go get yeah. your measles shot. Yeah, that Vax thing we have talked about. Yeah, I know. It's, it's uh, annoying and irritating, but uh, 
you know, once these things take hold, people believe what they want to believe. Yes, that's very true. Uh, and then the final thing I wanted to talk about, and we can save this for our next episode because I think there's much to do. Oh, let's do that. Shut no, up. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Just shut up. Okay. Um, no, let's. Uh, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. I know not everybody likes oh, Game yeah. of Thrones, but uh, the season finale happened recently. I know you just watched it. I just watched it. We can talk a little more about it. I think there's there's some interesting things happening online. People are completely outraged. But I wanted to say this. I, You and I talked to... We had a couple of theories. Uh, we had emailed each other a couple of theories. One of the things I sent back to you I actually got correct. But I'm going to tell you that back before the final season started, back in season seven, here's how I thought it was going to go. I thought all the chicks were going to get all the leadership positions. I thought <clears throat> Lady Mormont, the little girl, Bear Island, I thought she was going to be a leader. No, she got squished by a giant. I thought uh, Yara. I hate that. What? That she got squished by Get, a giant? Getting squished by a giant. <laughs> that happened to my brother one time. So she's out. Then the Iron Island lady, Yara, I thought she, so I thought she was going to be in power. Lady Mormont of Bear Island, Alaria Sand of Dorne. God, I don't remember any of, of those Dorn, people. Of Dorne, I thought she was going to be in power. Lady Tyrell of Highgarden, um, and then Queen. Are you reading this no, in front of you? Sansa. How can you remember this stuff? I looked it all up because I knew all these women, and I thought, I know how this is going to end. I know how this is going to end. Daenerys is going to kill Cersei, so she's going to be on the Iron Throne. Sansa is going to be the Queen of the North because Jon left. And then all these other women who who head up all these other lands are going to be, that's how it's going to be. It's going to be a fantastic, the women win. And boy, was I wrong. Not only did all the women, not, not only did all the women not win. Okay, well, we don't have to talk about this now if you don't want to. Well, I, uh, I what I was going to say is I thought the ending was going to be a scene like this. Hey, Tyrion, get off the Iron Throne. There's other people that have to use the facilities, too. Yeah, well, who they picked was just ridiculous. I mean, really? Well, he wasn't really, he's not really very charismatic, is he? Well, he, he didn't. He wouldn't get, wouldn't get you too excited as your leader. Brand the Broken. Yeah, he didn't do a whole lot. He just sort of sat around and then and then took all the credit. <laughs> just that's Bram, Bram the Broken. Yeah, that's just uh, how first I of feel all, about I, it. I would like him to have a more regular name like Brad <laughs> than, rather than Bram. And and then and since he seems to have no source of income, uh, he's more like Bram the Broke. Yeah. I mean, who wants him for a leader? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It just I think a lot. <laughs> I think a lot of people are inside of it. I didn't see that one coming. I was like, really? Oh, my God. Yeah, the last episode without telling everything. Well, I guess we did. Yeah. Uh, but the last episode, yeah, it was just... Uh, but I don't know, how How do you satisfy an audience? Somebody said, you know, in, when they ended the TV show The Fugitive, everybody knew what they wanted. They wanted yeah. Richard Kimball to get the one-armed man right. that had killed his wife. <clears throat> and that's what they got at the end. Yeah, but... Uh, in, this, in this case... Uh, every, everybody wanted something different, so yeah. you're never going to satisfy. Because it was this is a very kind. I mean, the fugitive was basically the story of a guy and another guy. Yeah, this I Game of wanted, Thrones is like seven thousand people. I know I, that's true, but yeah. I wanted all the women to be the rulers of the lands, and it didn't happen. So that's kind of how I thought it was going to end. And so. boy, are those women pissed! Yeah, 
I know. Hey, do we have time for a joke? Yeah, yeah, here? yeah. We got two, okay. two minutes here. Right, you know what? You always say that, and we've got as much time as we want. If we wanted to do a four-hour episode, we could do that. No, who would listen to nobody's, that? Who's listened? Nobody's listening at you. this point now. Anyway, did, they quit like twenty minutes. What did ago. I tell you? We have our thirteenth listener. She just joined last night. So, well, that's just right. That's good. Say news. welcome, Catherine. I thought you said fourteenth. Fourteenth. Oh, she somebody must have she came with wrong. a friend. Here we go. Let's get this over. I mean, let's yes, get this on. Let's get, it. Okay, let's here get we on go. with it. Oh, here's a, a closing joke. A, a well-dressed young businessman walked into a bar. Bartender says, what can I get you, buddy? The well-dressed man says, I'll have a glass of 12-year-old scotch. Wait a minute. I said he was a young businessman, <laughs> didn't I? Made him sound like he's about 80. Yeah. I'll, I'll say so the well-dressed young man replied, I'll have a glass of 12-year-old scotch. That's good. The bartender returns with the drink. There you go, buddy. The man takes a sip, he winces, and he <coughs> spits it out, exclaiming, That 10-year-old scotch? Are you kidding me? How dare you insult a man of my stature with inferior scotch? Well, the bartender explains, Hey, look, man, the bar doesn't carry 12-year-old scotch. And I thought that you would notice that there was a two-year difference. The well-dressed man said, well, I did notice. Uh, I'll tell you what, bring me a 15-year-old bourbon. All right, coming up. The bartender returns with the drink, the purported 15-year-old bourbon. The man takes a simp, a sip and a simp, he, and he winces and he... Yuck. That is 12-year-old bourbon? How dare you insult a man of my stature with inferior bourbon? The bartender again has to apologize. He said, well, again, uh, it's supposed to be a 15-year-old, but it's, you know, it's only 14. I didn't think you could notice the difference. Uh, you know, same deal. Well, the situation keeps repeating itself, Lisa Foster, yeah. regarding the well-dressed man's next request, this time for a glass of 30-year-old port wine. And meanwhile, there's an old drunk sitting at the end of the bar, and he calls the bartender down, and he produces a glass. And he hands the glass to the bartender, and he says, Would you give this to that well-dressed man and tell him it's on me? All right. So the bartender gives the drink to the well-dressed young man, indicating the old drunk at the end of the car, uh, end of the bar. Mm -hmm. And the man says, "Oh, that's very nice of him." He takes a sip, he winces, and he spits that out. Ah! Puh! Ah! Oh, my lord! That tastes like pee. Oh, no. The drunk says, <laughs> "It is pee." Now tell me how old I am. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind People stopping staring I can't see their faces Only the shadows of their eyes 
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.